This episode of Pop Punk and Pizza is sponsored by melodic punk band Hangtime out of Toronto, Canada. Since their formation in 2009, they've continually managed to deliver hook after hook of slick vocal melodies and sugary harmonies. The band's two most recent EPs, Destroy and Invasion, are being pressed into one vinyl LP, which you can pre-order now via Satan Records and Dental Records. If you're in Canada, snag your copy at dentalrecordscanada.bigcartel.com. If you're in the U.S., buy yours at say-the-number-10.com. Not the letter, or, uh, not the number, or not the uh, word 10, I should say. Say-10.com. You can follow the band on Facebook, Instagram, and Bandcamp at Hangtime Band, and their music is on all streaming platforms. Here's a clip of Hangtime's song, Too Many Days. Too many days, too many nights I wait to sleep alone. Too many days, I'm waiting for your call. I know you said you're leaving, but I couldn't think of it. Too many days, too many nights alone. You'll hear the song in full at the end of this episode. Listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamore. Yo, hope you're having a great new year so far and that it's uh, treating you very kindly. Before we get to today's episode, I want to let you know about a really cool live stream event that a listener named Mike uh, Carthus told me about coming up this Saturday, January 9th. It's a live stream battle of the bands called Pizza Stock. And it's brought to you live from Events United. And this will be Pizza Stock's third annual band competition. And there's three bands that are going to compete head-to-head for the coveted title. And all of this is sponsored by Second Car Center and Auto Shop Services. Bands performing include Cozy Throne, Sunday Avenue, and The Last Minute. Plus, they got last year's winners, Crescendo's Gate, playing as well. Now, all proceeds from this event will go towards the Jason R. Flood Memorial, which helps fund suicide prevention awareness and education in the Derry, New Hampshire area. Now, Jason, he tragically took his own life just after graduating high school in 2016, and he was a big fan of punk rock. So that's why they threw together Pizza Stock, and they help raise funds every year to support the Jason R. Memorial, uh, or Jason R. Flood Memorial, and uh, help educate people on how to prevent suicide. So please watch and support Pizza Stock 4.5 this Saturday, January, January 9th, from 1 until 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can visit pizzastock.org for all the live streamed links. And if you can't watch the live stream, you could still donate too if you like at pizzastock.org. Thanks again to Mike for reaching out and letting me know about that. I'm really hoping that we can work out some type of collaboration with Pizza Stock in the, in the future. So uh, today's episode is jammed with all kinds of topics. So this is a really great conversation I had with Darren Farrell, the lead vocalist of Chicago punk band TLB. This happened just a couple days ago. Darren is a true renaissance man. He's an artist all around. Not only does he excel in music, but he paints. He's a photographer, a videographer, does podcasting as well, and so much more. Uh, Darren is also known to uh, be in the band called The Scissors, also from Chicago. And that's actually how this conversation starts out. So let's give it a listen. Break a suck no matter who you fuck. 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 Break
dude your yeah. kitchen man is like super decked out uh yeah it's um i'm actually this uh, don't don't be alarmed this isn't uh, my punk rock home i'm <laughs> actually at a friend's house right now um nice. who's not in town i'm in california at the moment i've been here for about a month and so things are a little dicey in the world so i'm trying my best not to fly anywhere and kind of hunker down i my girlfriend lives out here, so I've been with her for the last month. And we we had that flight that just kept on moving since March, you know. And finally, around December 10th, I found a window where the flight literally had like less than 50 people on it. O'Hare was closed pretty much. And so was LAX. Like I stood in the middle of the street at LAX with no cars going by. It was insane. Wow. So, I, you know, my girlfriend has been here. We haven't seen each other for almost a year. We found the right window, but now that I'm here, things have gotten a little bit more, uh, I'm sure you've seen the news. So, uh, yeah. I'm trying my best to be as responsible as I can every time I do any movement during this time. And so right now I'm just hunkering down and again, it could be worse digs. I'm, I'm in a good spot right now, yeah, but, uh, man. Yeah, so I just like I want to pull up to the 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 bar in the middle of that kitchen and just have a cup of coffee with you. It just looks yeah. nice. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I'll tell you what, like my, my place in Chicago is super small. It's like a closet, right? So for about uh-huh. nine months, I didn't leave there except to go on walks. And so I'm used to small spaces. And then my girlfriend lives um, in Los Feliz over here and her place is a one bedroom. So literally, this is the most space I've had now. And I don't know what to do with it. Like I've been sitting in this chair the whole time you know and like i picked the smallest room in the house because i just feel more at home like that you know yeah right yeah because you're so used to just working in your your tiny apartment right yeah in some ways it's kind of cool because i think it keeps me like feeling like I have everything close by. Like right now I don't have any of my paint supplies and stuff, which it sucks. Cause I used to be able to just like literally reach out with my hand and grab them. Cause there's no other room. You yeah. Know? It's so just like everything's right by. So now you reach out and you're like, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> where, there's there. only empty space here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's great. It's great to finally meet you. And I, I feel like I, like I, if like just know who you are just from I I'm pretty sure we have mutual friends um and cuz I know you've you've been in the the Chicago scene for a long time the Chicago music scene um yeah. and I was trying to figure out like who who has told me about you before in the past because when when Caitlin had messaged me and I looked up TLB and I looked and, and I saw your name. I'm like, I, I recognize that name and I recognize his face. And I'm like, but why? And then I saw that you were attached also to the scissors, right? Right. Okay. And I think, I think that was the connection. Um, I, did Kyle D play in the scissors or like fill in for you guys on at a show or something? Uh, yeah, so uh, that's very good. You've done a little homework, which I love. It's like it gives me something to talk about because I feel <laughs> always that no one knows anything about this music or the art that we're doing. So it's, it's always a pleasant surprise to be like, oh, somebody knows something. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Kyle did fill in and he did for our last record. So the Scissors, if um, if you were aware, we had about, uh, man, it's a long history, but 2002 until about 2012, we were a band full-fledged and we broke up in 2012 and I didn't really feel like I got to do the music sort of on my own terms um, because we had members come in and out and we were working towards the end of our career at having um, my girlfriend at the time be like kind of a co-singer. And so when we broke up, it was like, okay, I still have something I want to say. And in 2019, I got to record sort of on my own terms. Like it was like, like best case scenario, like all the people that I wanted to work with that I've worked with, with the scissors in the past came back on board. We did an EP, we put it out on vinyl and Kyle, who I love, who used to play in the frantic back in the day, he's a really great friend. And I asked him, I said, you know, we have a couple spots now open since we're all a little older, people have their kids and it's harder for them to do this. Would you want to just fill in? I know you've got your own thing going. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So it felt very like everything was a throwback yet new. And it just, it made sense. That's cool. I I was I was I, I kind of was a shot in the dark because I could have swore I had a conversation with Kyle. Um, I don't know if it was it was probably on the podcast when I had him on. It must have been the end of 
2019 and i remember him talking about a band called the scissors <laughs> so oh, gotcha well that's very yeah. kind that he even brought it up because yeah he's doing um the makeout now yes and yeah. it was sort of the transition period then so I, I don't think he wanted to be too vocal about like hey i'm the new lead singer of this new band but i'm also like playing in this band so and it, the scissors thing was always going to be just kind of like a a, a nice little end note for us we were never going to kind of be a band again so mm-hmm. um that's cool I'm glad he, i'm glad he mentioned it yeah, no, he did mention it, and uh, I thought it was uh, it was it was great that you and I finally connected. So, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. And then, yeah, there's I w- as I was prepping for this interview, and I, and I was trying to just do a little bit of digging about you, uh, besides what I knew with the connection with Kyle D and and the Scissors, I was like this. It's like Darren is like the true meaning of an artist, like all around. I'm like, this guy does everything. Like, what doesn't <laughs> what doesn't Darren do? Like, uh, thank I, you. I feel like that's the question I should be asking you, because, you know, looking up on your website, you, you you've got the different the, the different bands you're part of. But then you also paint your you do uh, tattoos, uh, photography, videos. So, yeah, what don't you do? Darren. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's the question. Like, what don't you do? Uh, well, I don't do any of them well. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I honestly, I, I guess some people may call it a renaissance man, but there's a lot of things that I am interested in, I suppose. And these days it, it, it's like everything melds together. Like if you have a song out um, and you're a DIY sort of punk band, well, you got to make a video. Okay. I got to figure out how to do that because I don't have any money to pay uh, or I'm not on any big major label for them to do it for me. So along the way, you kind of pick that stuff up. Uh, painting has been something I'd say during the pandemic, I've had more time to do. And so I picked that up and it's always been something I've wanted to do, but you know, painting never really generated the kind of cash flow for me to do it as a regular basis, except during the pandemic, I had the time and, and I found that uh, people seem to gravitate towards that um, in a way that they had with the music in the past. So I'm just kind of going down different avenues and enjoy. I, the main thing is that I enjoy it all. And so I'm trying to focus a little bit more in my later career on things that I enjoy doing, even if it doesn't pay me a ton of money or anything like that, because I feel, I don't know, the ground gravitate, gradually pulling me closer and closer into the grave. So, you know, (laughs) I got to enjoy my life while I can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. Uh, Just entering into the 30s myself. I just turned 30 this last year. And uh, not that that's old or anything, but yeah, you, you start thinking about stuff like that and thinking about, I need to do more things that I just enjoy and not just to do them to try to get something necessarily out of it, you know, to as like a career booster or anything, just to do something for fun. So, um, so yeah, I, I've enjoyed the, the paintings I've seen you post online. Those are, those are really cool. And the one your mom did of, uh, TL, was it of TLB? Or yeah. was it the scissors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, my mom, uh, I think, wanted to do that as a like a Christmas present. Uh-huh. And so as you can see in my current digs, I'm not at home. And I really am kind of a wanderer these days. And even when I am home, it's a very small place. So I told my mom, I said, how big is it? You know, and she was like, oh, it's like 30 by 40. And I said, OK, that one's going to go to Eric for now. That's my brother. <laughs> I said, he can he has walls and he has a house right now, so he can take that, you know. But I love that she did that. She's um my biggest inspiration, my grandmother painted as well. So it's sort of a lineage is my mom. And then my grandmother, uh, before she passed away, I never got to learn how to paint from her, but I really wanted to. So it's kind of like, I, I have the painting in the back of my, I always kind of think of her when I'm doing it and kind of keep, um, that going, I guess it's a sort of a tradition in my family and on my mom's side of all the painters, you know? So did, so was your mom the one to teach you to paint then or did you just kind of see your mom do it and then you're like huh i guess i'll give that a try like how did how did that come in to play for you yeah 
Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, well, so, you know, I'm not sure exactly different times in your life when people have told you something that was uplifting about some work that you're doing. So possibly maybe this podcast, you know, people are doing mm-hmm. some accolades about it and whenever that has happened, it really does help to push you forward in things. And so to answer your question more precisely, my mom had definitely given me some pointers, but she never really taught me anything. I just was so, it was in me and I was interested. And so in school and things like that, I learned. Um, And then as I got older, it seemed a little bit more like I can ask questions now because I know it's what I want to do. And then as people, uh, social media these days, it's either like you get that like button, a comment, (laughs) or you don't. So that's like how people seem to judge success uh, of their, their work. But in general, just getting any kind of, of um, pat on the back for the work you're doing is what keeps it going. And I think my mom has been helpful in giving me pointers here and there, you know? Um, but the, the, the biggest one being just do it because you love it. And the, 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 um, the, and, and that coupled with the process, which kind of, I've talked about it at times with other people gets rid of the anxiety in your life for a while. What, I'm sure when you're doing this podcast, you're focused on me talking and you're not thinking about the hardships that are left (laughs) after you leave this uh, microphone. Right. And that's the point about art, I think is to help us that way. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, um, something I noticed too, uh, pertaining, you know, this is, this is pertaining to art, but on a much, much smaller scale. So as a kid, I did not like to color. Like I, I was not a color kid. I, I, I never really liked it. And so I have a a three-year-old son now and he loves to color. And so there's a lot of times I color with him and I've, I love coloring now. Like (laughs) there's, I don't know what it is. There's something about coloring that is like, it, it helps release the, the stress and the anxiety. I, I don't know what do it you is. Feel, do you feel like now that you have, is it, a, I'm sorry, is it a son or a, a son, little girl? Yes. Yeah. Um, son. So do you feel like with your son that I, I've talked about this with some of my friends who have recently had kids and for instance, the holidays and stuff, it seems to have more meaning now that you have someone else to, 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 to teach about it. So it's almost like you can go back to being a kid and experience and enjoy some of these things. Cause it, I don't know, as you get older, you feel like you're more jaded on or they just become less magical. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's part of it. Um, you're, it's like you're as a parent, it's like you're, it's, it's kind of like a second childhood, but you're obviously on the other side of the fence. So you're seeing it through a a completely different perspective. Um, and, and I, yeah, I guess that's, it's just extra special that I'm sure that has something to, you know, something to do with it. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and you brought up podcasting too. You also, uh, started doing a podcast recently, right? That's something brand new for you. Something brand new and I'm enjoying figuring it out. And especially when I get to do these great, uh, conversations with folks like yourself, um, to kind of learn about it. I, I don't think I'm at any Anytime I get into something, I really have no clue what I'm doing, but I always feel like I'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. So we've done it. And, you know, first we started with iPhones, you know, recording our conversation. Well, the one thing I knew I could do is I could edit because I've had to learn how to sort of, you know, as home studios become more of a thing, you know, I've learned how to kind of do that with music. And so I thought I got a little bit taken care of. I can do that part. I can do the art for it, for the online stuff. And uh, my friend Patrick, who I do it with, um, helped me a lot in my life especially these last two years and sort of kind of navigating where I want to go. Um, and it's a conscious living podcast. So really thinking about the art that we consume movies, books, and, um, music and what that means. So, you know, when you get really moved by something, do you ever really stop to think about why or, or, or pull it out and share that maybe with some other people? So that's really the idea behind our podcast. It's called remainders and um yeah we're on we put up our sixth episode today on the movie there will be blood which was exploring religion and capitalism and i also found that that was a good way to sort of you know i don't know if you're a fan of anthony bourdain or not but i always loved watching that show especially his later show um where he he went to different places that i didn't know anything about 
Mm-hmm. And he would talk to people that were different than me. And they would talk about, I don't know, for instance, why they voted for Trump or why they would have voted for Biden. Um, and you get to understand why, right? You get to understand yeah. the kind of the way people live. And then I thought that that was a good way to sort of tell stories instead of being in the armchair, um, Facebook, uh, quick, you know, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, a quick post where people just argue all the time. I'd rather have a good discussion about something so that maybe we pull something out to discuss instead of just having a quick fix of I'm angry at something. Yeah. I'm angry at something. So let me post about it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's, it's almost, it seems like it's a lost art these days. Um, and maybe not completely lost, but on, on social media, for sure, you see a lot of the garble that you were just talking about versus like an actual discussion about, you know, like you had a good example, Trump and Biden. It seemed like most posts are always just fueled by anger instead of actually talking about like that topic and and picking the pieces off of it and really getting into it instead of just saying, well, I'm angry and this person is terrible because this, and that's just, you know, this I'm right and you're wrong kind of thing. Right. Yeah. A lot of listening uh, is involved and that's very helpful, I think. And again, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time too, just like you. And so I, I get a lot out of those, um, discussions and the best thing that can happen is that I was wrong about a point of view, or at least it changes my point of view on something. I always enjoy that. Like, Whoa, a light bulb turns off or something, you know? I mean, is that, why do you do the podcast yourself? I mean, is there something behind that? Yeah, no, I mean, just getting to talk to, you know, people like you, like (laughs) getting to, um, talk to people that I've never met before people that I, I do know of, that I look up to getting to talk to them as well. And, and yeah, there's so many, I mean, almost every single conversation I have on this podcast, I take something away from it, you know, with, with that person's perspective, you know, they'll, they'll enlighten me with something new. And I'm like, huh, I guess I never really thought about, thought about it that way before. And then that'll kind of stick with me. And then, you know, as I do another podcast or I, or whatever it is I do, I, I think about what that person has said. And right. yeah, so that's, that's definitely part of it. Um, Good for you. That's great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, man. You find it rewarding. It sounds like, oh yeah, I'm by far, it's so rewarding. Um, and I, I mean, have you found podcasting to be rewarding for you so far? What was like, what, what was it like doing the, the first episode? Uh, what was what was the big learning <laughs> curve there? Yeah, that first so one? I think it was kind of be careful with all the ums and ands and buts. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah, like, I'm still, uh, <laughs> I'm still. That's something I I will forever work on. I'm doing totally. it like doing it right now, thinking about it. Like pause instead of saying right. um yeah it's so hard <laughs> you do your best to be natural too so i try not to edit it too much but there's obviously times where you're thinking and that comes out and that's okay but i try to make it a better conversation i guess so that's why we edited a little bit more on that because we're trying to get to some points in there and i learned that the first episode and the first episode what i learned um, going forward is to really try to bring out what me and my co-host, um, the idea behind it, what did we pull out? And I think in the first one, we gave a really good story about who it was about Roger Ebert. Okay. And we gave a good, really, really good story about it. But I think that we needed to pull more out about our, our, our own lives and how that story pertained to us. Cause I think people want to know the connection, I guess. So going forward, we did that. And especially in the third episode, which is about Daniel Johnston. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he's a singer songwriter who passed away last year. He had a documentary called the devil and Daniel Johnston. So anyway, in that he was a, a singer songwriter and an artist. And I got to be able to tell a little bit of how I related to his story through that. And that was super rewarding. So once we did that, I think we're going to go, we already had all our subjects picked out for season one, but for season two, I think we're going to pick some things that we can feel like we can talk about more. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. It's it always goes back to what you're most passionate about. Right. Cause that's, what's easiest to talk about. Right. So, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna, um, I'm, I'm not super into like, let's say metal music. So you really won't 
nothing against metal bands, but you're not going to really hear me talk to people in metal bands on the podcast too much because I don't really have a passion for it. So right. nothing against them at all. But right. that's just, you know, you, you the the further you go along with the passion, I feel like the better the the whatever the conversation is that you're, you know, that you're having. A lot of times so. I, I agree with you. And I, a lot of times I say, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. So, for instance, <laughs> if you want me to give you directions to literally down the street, I'm not the guy to ask. I, I will get you lost. <laughs> but if you want me to tell you something about <clears throat> art, I can probably do a decent job at that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I was just, I I felt like there was so many things we can talk about and I love that like so far we're like, I don't know, 20 minutes into this conversation and we've barely talked about TLB. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just be like, just like I said, cause there's so many different things to talk about. But, um, after we do this podcast, I'm, I, I haven't had a chance to actually listen to the remainders podcast yet, but I, I definitely want to check that out. And I do remember, there will be blood, and that was a movie from how many years ago has that been? 10, 2000, 2007. Yeah, yeah, it's been a been a hot minute. Um, and I well, I was only seventeen when that movie came out, and that was more of an an adult movie, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Totally. And the director Paul Thomas Anderson had done a lot of movies that I liked before that, like Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk okay. Love and okay. Magnolia. You may have heard a few of those. Yes. And so, but I think I think again, some of the subjects were more relevant. Like that talks a lot about capitalism and religion and how those two meld or they don't meld. And I think that that's important to society now. So we're trying to also have conversations in there that kind of reflect the times, even if they're older movies and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So how does, how does that, I'm curious now that you bring that up, uh, capitalism and religion is what you said, right? Right. So how do, how does, how do those two things in your opinion, uh, look hand in hand in 2021, like in Mm. our, in America, like how is, you know, well, I think we, we talk, I'm sorry. No, no, you're, you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say that we talk a little bit about the pandemic and so people are sort of losing their homes and things like that. And a lot of people talk about faith right now. So we talk about that in the episode. I mean, I don't want to give too much away because we do talk about exactly what you asked me, but um, we also talk about the three richest people right now are I think uh, I don't, I don't want to slant this because the facts are in the episode and I didn't bring them up. My co-host did, but it's something like $8 million a week. The three richest people, Jeff Bezos, uh, a guy from Microsoft. Um, I'm not usually the fact guy, so don't get me uh, mixed up here because I, oh, uh, um, I don't want to mix Bill it up. Gates. Bill, Bill Gates. Gates. And then the other guy was uh, uh, the Tesla guy. And oh, they yeah. all were like making Elon Musk of money. Yeah. Elon Musk. And they're making oodles of money right now while sort of the poor kind of stay poor. Right. Yes. And um, it's sort of every time, let's say you have a restaurant and that goes out of business. Well, there's a lot of people with money that will buy that land because eventually the pandemic will be over. Right. And when that's over, the rich stay rich and stay on top while the rest of us kind of sink to the bottom. So that's something to be talked about in the episode about capitalism and sort of attaining wealth, but also, you know, the religion is the cause of a lot of people's problems and wars are fought over it and things like that. And so the idea of religion in the film is that, with the money that's being made, can you build a town having both coexist? And if you see the film, you'll see, you'll see that they, they at times need each other. Um, but a lot, but at the end, it's, it's sort of like you, 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 it's the good versus evil. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and the end is the, is the good, even good anymore. It gets corrupted. Right. Because of the, I'm kind of talking around in circles because there's a lot to that conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, there is. I completely understand. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, completely go down the rabbit hole. That's fine. Sure. <laughs> I completely understand. But yeah. I'm definitely, like, fascinated by that whole topic. So that, that's well, why. Well, I can tell you this much. I like, I kind of didn't realize and pick up the capitalism and religion part until we had the conversation um, because my co-host is really, really found that out of the the film itself and kind of illuminated it in in my world so 
sometimes that's the thing too. I get pleasantly surprised about a movie I've seen 30 times and I just didn't realize that was there the whole time. Right. I I'm always finding out something new. It's funny you mentioned that. I, so my, my girlfriend has never seen an Indiana Jones movie. So, Mm. um, so we watched on new year's Eve, we watched Indiana Jones and the last crusade. And I had never known that have you seen the movie? Have you seen? I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know, in the beginning of the movie, it's, it's, uh, the flashback scene where they're showing young Indiana Jones. Phoenix. Yeah. And I did not know who River Phoenix was. Um, and like, I didn't learn like, cause I've seen the movie a billion times, but I didn't realize sure. how big of a deal, like the, the River Phoenix thing was, uh, cause she saw the, you know, the, uh, his, his name come up on the screen in the beginning of the movie in the credits. She's like, Oh, she's like river Phoenix is in this. And I'm like, who's river Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, I've never, like I, like I said, I've seen the movie a billion times, but the focus is always on Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Right. Like right. they're the big ones in that, in that movie. And, um, so I, I learned that after watching the movie a billion times, that River Phoenix is the one who plays young Indiana Jones in that movie. I mean, that's a great thing about movies and music and things like that. Like I can listen to Destination Failure by the Smoking Popes. It doesn't matter how many times I listen to that. I'm going to get something out of that record specifically every time I listen. And the good art and movies and music are like that. Yeah, they really are. You're always discovering. They're always giving, right? Yeah, always. Especially talking about music. If you put headphones on and you're just not doing anything else and you're just paying paying attention to the music, maybe you're going for a walk and you're going to hear uh, an instrument or an effect that you never even knew was there. Or maybe there's like a hidden vocal in the background. You're like, I didn't know that was there before. Uh, that's the good stuff, man. That's yeah. the good stuff for sure. I hope you're enjoying this episode with Darren Farrell of TLB so far. And before we continue, I'd like to thank melodic punk band Hangtime for sponsoring this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza today. Their two most recent EPs, Destroy and Invasion, are being pressed onto one vinyl LP, which you can pre-order now via Satan Records and Dental Records. If you're in Canada, you can snag your copy at Dental Records Canada dot bigcartel.com if you're in the u.s you can buy yours at say-the-number-10.com you can follow the band on facebook instagram and bandcamp at hangtime band and their music is on all streaming platforms as well you'll hear their song too many days in full at the end of this episode all right let's get back to darren of tlb I mean, I've listened to a few episodes, like the Kastub one, I listened to when it aired, I, not mm-hmm. that long ago, mm-hmm. uh, from Lucky Boy's Confusion. And then I, I was interested, it looks like you had uh, Less Than Jake was on, um, and I love them, of course. Yeah, I had Chris Demakes on a couple years ago, um, when when touring was still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? Um, yeah. And uh, they, uh, I, I had caught them while they were on the road and they had made a stop at, um, why am I forgetting? Oh, Concord music hall. Um, uh, so I, I got to talk to him there before their show that night. Um, and that was, that was really cool. That was a lot of fun. I we, sh- we shared some, uh, I think it was, d- uh, Giordano's deep dish. <laughs> is, oh, is nice. yeah i'm sorry we're not doing pizza right now i, I feel like yeah. a little bit of a you know dude fake over here honestly we i haven't done much like pizza virtually with with guests like it because it just seems like it's harder to do you know right. especially like the time of the day that i'm able to record these like in the afternoon like it's right. so it just hasn't worked out so yeah <laughs> no no worries about um and you in know, the pandemic, you have like, no clue what might be in your cupboards anymore anyway. Like, right? I don't think I've had pizza in like, I don't know, weeks. Weeks? Oh, we might have yeah. to change that. I might have yeah. to like, <laughs> I might have to uh, uh, cash app you or, or whatever, Venmo or whatever Just people are using. Just send me out of if you can. Yeah, you I'm go. good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, that's right. You can do the, uh, the, the whole frozen 
Lou Malnati's thing, right? And Everybody's have... posting about that. That is, that's not no longer in Chicago. Like you, every year you can see your feed. It's like, I got the frozen Lou Malnati's pizza. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, good for you. That's a little slice of home. It's either that or Portillo's, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's so weird to think I, I had a friend who recently moved to Florida and I saw online he posted about being stoked to be lived so close to a portillo's and it's still so weird to me to think that there's portillo's now in different states and i not know just yeah they've really grown right it used to be just anaheim was like the first one that ventured out and i you know this like doesn't you don't realize why but i mean i had in and out burger uh and i've had i have it like once a year whenever i come out to california uh i i try not to like indulge because it's like a little treat for me yeah. but i was like why is this not in chicago you know like why is this not grown because it's obviously so amazing right yeah it there i feel like there's not a lot of those those changes that you find on the the west coast that are in the midwest and like i would right. love it i would love an in and out so many people would love an in and out burger like that's definitely something i have to have if i'm in california totally. too and you know and then there's there's also what a burger and then there's um I'm not Del a big Taco. There's Del Taco. I'm not a big fan of Jack in the Box, but I know a lot of people like oh, Jack yeah. in the Box. But what's so funny is when you're in California, they're literally on every freaking block. I mean, yeah. they're everywhere. Totally. You can't escape a Jack in the Box. It's like a McDonald's. It's like McDonald's here, you know, and it like and when you're on driving down you know, 57 in, yeah. uh, in Illinois, like you're going to hit a McDonald's like every single exit. <laughs> right. Totally. Are you, you're currently in Illinois, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh I'm in Bradley, um, okay. like Kankakee. I don't know if you're familiar with, with that yeah. area. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, that's where, Got a that's lot where of I snow live. There? Um, not a lot. I mean, there's still some on the ground, but it, it only snowed like a couple inches and gotcha. and it's kind of been melting um a little bit so it's not uh, it's not too bad um i'll tell you it, the one thing everyone's like well you're in california you must be really enjoying the sun he 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 and i'm like yeah dude look it's like 50 <laughs> degrees during the day it's 60 degrees and that's fine but literally i'm working all the time like i don't go mm-hmm. out there and i kind of love when it snows because it's like a forced you have to force to be stayed in or you are forced to stay in Cause it's so cold and you don't want to walk around in all the snow and it looks so beautiful from your windows. It's like, I'd, I like that, you know, mm-hmm. I might be in the minority, but. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it goes back to the people that live in Chicago or somewhere in the Midwest and they hate winter and they complain about it every year. And it rolls around. You're like, why don't you just move if you hate it yeah, so exactly. much? Like, <laughs> you can be a snowbird if you want, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just just do it. Um, so let's get to more music-related stuff and, sure. and, T- and TLB and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know that TLB is a, is a fairly new band, and you just released um, it's uh, your second album, um, just la- just in 2020 called Blood and Sand. Um, and wh- what was it like releasing a, a full length album in a year of, of mostly a year of, of the pandemic? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, to be honest with you, it was everything because it was the light spot that we needed. It was the first thing that kind of got us to test the waters of, getting back to work a little bit. Um, we were all quarantined and Tom and I, the drummer, we started this band and really like literally the day I said goodbye to my last band, we were in the basement practicing for this band. We're always going to sing back like breakup songs. There's never really going to be too many lighthearted ones, but the idea is always to write songs like that. So we always send each other ideas and stuff like that. And it's not like blood and sand had not been roaming around in our consciousness or our phones was sending demos back and forth. So when the pandemic happened, Tom, uh, who's in the plain white tees finally for the first time in 20 years or so got a break. I mean, with touring shutting down, I know this is not the ideal situation, but for him, he, he works hard, man. And uh, that's the thing with our band is that we sometimes have to take a little bit of a, we're never really stopped cause we write, but you got to take a little bit of a hiatus due to them 
you know, that's a real job. Yeah. Uh, they act, we always joke, they actually have fans, you know, we're just, we're just <laughs> screwing around in the basement. Um, but now he was home and he's like, Hey, we do a record label together called humans were here that he started in 2017. So we, we, we work on that together. And we said, well, it's time for a new TLB record. We can do it now, but we just got to do it safely. So we got together, um, got like literally demoed the songs over. He did the drums in his basement, send them to me. And I just like played and sang in my apartment, you know, pissed off all of my neighbors. Uh, and then <laughs> that, I that's went gotta over be and, fun. <laughs> oh yeah. That's in a small place in Chicago. Yeah. They hate me. I do mean, they, everybody they, hates each other. Do they ever like compound on your door? Uh, not in Is this ever, place, thankfully. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Never th- come and a lot of other ones. I got a note <laughs> on my door one time. You sound like a, ca- a dying cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. And shit like that. But you know, I kind of get it because you got your like headphones on and you're like screaming harmonies at the top of your lungs. Like who knows what that even sounds like? I, I would be pissed probably. Honestly. You know? Yeah. Um, if you want to hear the worst performance by an artist, Listen to them while they're writing a song because the performance part of songwriting is awful. It just sounds terrible because obviously you're like in the moment of, of trying to create something. Right. So it's like hitting wrong notes and you know, your, your voice is cracking or your, you know, you screw. Yeah. I just, all that crap. So it's going to sound terrible. You know, and that's why I understand. And so I try to like not do it past a certain hour, but I also got to remember everyone's at home working from home now. So it's even worse. Uh, I've done times where I've gone into my car in my garage spot where I like, I'll literally set up my computer in there and sing like it's, (laughs) it's crazy the the links you go to try to do the stuff, but we ended up getting a pretty decent demos out of that. And so we, we just really were prepared this time to go in and just lay it down. And the uh, engineer is a really good friend of ours who record has been recording us since our first album. So he came in and he literally had like the Windex bottle and was coming in, wiping everything down. Then we'd come down and I would sing and I would be the only one who could take off my mask. And um, I'm, I'm like a little bit more cautious than most people. Uh, with this pandemic, especially cause I have really bad asthma. So I'm really okay. trying to be cautious that I don't get sick myself and that I don't hurt anybody else. But when you don't know and don't even step out your front door for months, that was a really scary thing to do together. Cause I don't want to get my friends sick. I don't know if I, you know, was at the grocery store for a second and caught it, you know, like I, you still don't really know how really safe you can be. So that was a really trying, um, trial, but since then we were able to do a thing like a holiday show that we did to put together and we just all did it as safe as possible. We only had at times two people in the room at the same time and you can make it happen. I think that's the thing I learned is even though we had to be as safe as possible, you don't just give up, you know, you find a way and that's kind of been my whole career. You know, I, I like making music. I like making art. And even if I come and fly on a plane to California, I've got no paints around me. I've got a pen that I found in the drawer. And if I really want to make something, I can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like the people that are excelling during this time, and so to speak, excelling with certain things are sure. the are the DIY artists, because it's like, this is what we do. Like it, it, this is wow. how this is how life is all the time, right? We're always trying to uh, scrape by with with something. That's we're, perfectly said. Yeah, like the guys who are the scrappy guys out here are really like the ones who are able to find a way, and everyone else is like, "Well, wait, hold on, I don't know how to do this." You yeah, know? you're like, oh, we can't do it the way we did it before. Oh. Okay, I give up. Like, yeah. you know, or I can whatever. sleep just, in today, <laughs> right? You, or you know, you end up you end up bitching and moaning about it and doing nothing and and just completely bailing on it. But yeah, the the ones that are, I, I have to constantly change how they're doing something. It's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll I'll find a way. I'll, I'll make yeah. this work somehow, you know, some And way. I also think, you know, even if you have two people that follow you on Instagram or a million, I think it's up to us as individuals, if you're going to be some sort of entertainer, you know, to be responsible during this time. So I always yeah. want to make sure that people know that we're being safe when we do this. And yeah. just in case anybody does take us and what we do very seriously, I want to put the right message out there. Mm-hmm. And that's been important to me from day one. If I'm going to make art during this time, I want people to know that I'm doing it, but I'm doing it as safe as possible so that I can contribute to being 
uh, keeping everyone as healthy as we can and get out of this time period, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. What, what's, uh, what are some of your favorite tracks on, uh, blood and sand? Good question. Um, my favorite song is break up suck. I just love that <laughs> as a whole. I think it's like the perfect package of like a pop punk song that has like this break, this terrible idea of a breakup, you know, and it, and it also has the nursery rhyme kind of feel that I love about like old punk bands in the past, like lookout records bands, um, that I love, but also kind of like that Disney feel, which is why we sort of rolled that out with like this Tinkerbell feel like this evil <laughs> Tinkerbell. So I, I think it had a perfect package to that single. So that's one of my favorites. And then one that kind of hits me in the feels pretty hard is, uh, all you got is being hot. And I feel like that song is, uh, our, our idea of the band in general is how am I supposed to hate you when I love you? And so any song that sort of has that feel like I want to hate you so much, I want to call you names. I want to be mad. I want this to be, you know, I want to act all the ways I, you should during a breakup, but I can't cause I just love you so much. And I think this is almost the ultimate love letter to, to, to people who you break up with because Ultimately, you're going through all these things and you realize everything was pretty great. Even, you know, it, it ended, but everything in there is great. So the the, the song, um, All You Got Is Being Hot, is almost like for me, I'm kind of like, you're so much more than that, than, than just the facade that you're putting on, you know, and, and you, I wish you knew it, you know, and it's... Mm-hmm it's got that Michael Jackson feel like, you know, like, uh, sort of like you're like, like a gang vocal part. That's real. I don't know. It feels, feels really, really, uh, it feels really raw. That one, I guess. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. you? You haven't heard it yet, right? You haven't heard the record. No, I've, uh, I've listened to, I, I've listened to the record all the way through. And what, oh, okay. what I, I just love about the, I love the consistency of of your sound of TLB's sound it's it's raw but yet it's put together you know um and i i feel like i don't hear a lot of records in in this day and age that have that that balance of being too polished and then and then or being too raw you know you know what i'm saying is as far as Yeah. And I think that was done intentionally. Um, well, I know it was done intentionally because we always wanted to be the band that made records, not just singles. And especially because uh, goal is always to make a vinyl, which we did on both the records this year. Um, and so it's always kind of like the songs maybe pieced together over a time period, but they always seem to kind of glue together, like you're mentioning. And I think that just has to do with the fact that we all kind of get each other from being in bands together since we were, uh, 17 and 18 years old. I mean, Tom and I had our first band before the Plain White Tees together. And so this is almost a full circle thing. I was in my brother's band for a while before I was in the Scissors. And we just kind of understand each other. You know, we don't fight. Uh, we always have a good time. It's shows when we used to do those uh, would always be like, you know, we'd play, we'd come out here to, sh- to California and to San Francisco and play with the matches. Cause we used to play with them all the time when they'd come to Chicago. So okay. it's kind of like you, you meet up with your friends bands down the road here and we almost treat it as vacations. Now when we go on tour, like went on tour with Medina Lake in the UK. And when they asked us, we're like, how could we not go with like our best friends to the UK to play a bunch of sold out shows? Like we're going to do that, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they, they've always done so well in the UK. So it's like, yeah, how, how could you possibly refuse that? And right. right and being friends with them on top of that. Right. So. Yeah. You, you're like, I don't care that we have to be in this, uh, double decker bus that we're squeezed in with every single person on the team, every single band, and there's no air conditioning on it, uh, oh my for gosh. two weeks, you know, yeah, well, so three with, buses broke down too, during that tour. It was pretty three amazing. Buses? <laughs> so, okay. So wh- who, which band was that, that was with Medina Lake? Oh, that's TLB. Were, yeah, yeah. TLB was with Medina Lake in the UK. Yep. Okay, yep. so who else? was So you said three bands. So who was the other band? Oh, a band called Lacey that was uh, out there, and they they're awesome guys and everything. But we had just started to get to know them, but then we really got to know them when we had to go through uh, those kind of nights, you know, <laughs> drinking warm beers on the bus. I mean, it was everything you want, you know. Yeah. I've done everything from sleeping like a you know a punk house next to syringes to being on the bus where you don't shower for three weeks. You play shows and you're sweating every night, and like literally 
that's like the life you sign up for. And it's almost just part of the package, you know, like the fact that I've been uncomfortable my whole life, I think is what keeps me hungry doing, doing this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. So you and Tom knew each other before playing white tees, Tom Higginson. And I always forget that he's a, you know, he plays drums and it was when TLB was, was brought to my attention um, and you know, Tom is on drums. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He's also a drummer. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's, what's your story of, of growing up with, with Tom before Plain White Tees came into, into the picture? Sure. Yeah. Well, so Tom and I didn't go to like grade school or anything. It was really, we met in high school. He's a year older than me. And so I always kind of like was looking, it was like my sophomore year, his junior year or something. And he was the kid in the hall selling. So somehow he got a hold of like some record or cassette tapes and he was selling them in the hallways for a dollar. (laughs) And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll buy one from you, you know? And that's like the first time I ever remember meeting him and then kind of through a couple other mutual friends, we just kind of got together, but really what solidified it of course was music, right? Because his dad had a place we used to call the pad. So 17 years old, we go down there and Tom could drum. I mean, he has this old picture. I wish I could pull it up easily, but I, it's in his archive somewhere of him where he exposed him on every single instrument at like 16 years old. And it's so cool that he, I, you said, I do, what don't I do? I don't play drums. I don't know. If, I don't understand that. I don't know <laughs> well, how all your thing. limbs do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Tom is awesome. He's, um, he's an amazing drummer. I'm not just saying that. I mean, he's very good. The, the last text I got from him when we were doing this holiday thing is, Hey, so like, how am I going to sing to this? Or how are we going to get in the room and do it? Whatever. Like without a click track. And he's like, uh, I'm a really good drummer, dude. So don't worry. Like, and I was like, yeah, you're right. You I was like, yeah, you are like, I don't have to you know, worry about that. But uh, that's kind of how we met. And from there we did this band called the Carbonas, which was a punk band. And then that's how I got introduced to Matt Allison. So we were like the first band he did after Alkaline Trio's God Damn It. And uh, Matt and I became great friends. And I veered my way with the scissors and Tom veered his way with the Play My Tees. And that bastard, of course, he had to have success, you know? And so then he's gone. <laughs> damn you know, him. He's gone. Yeah, damn him, you know? Uh, but but that's why he. I didn't see him for a while. But this is uh, a testament to how great of a guy he really is. It was like nothing happened. He got all this fame. He's at the Grammys, you know, he's got up for song of the year in 2007 and he comes home and he sees his old friends and it was like nothing happened. And even this, the reason we're in a band together is because I went through a really bad breakup and I wrote some songs and he pushed me to do them. I didn't really want to do this. And he pushed me and said that they were great. And he has done that my whole life. He's always championed things I've done and he's appreciate, like we don't see eye to eye. I don't think he loves my podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think that it's a little too deep level for him. I think he likes things, the pop era, where it's just a little easier to take in, even though like we can talk movies all day, but you know, sometimes we don't agree on stuff and or we yeah. don't align the same way, but that's yeah. like almost that's almost like the best part about it is because he still supports it. Um, mm-hmm. even when we do things on our own, but we're better yeah. together and there's no doubt about that. <laughs> That's so funny. I love how we're, we're uh, saying these things, but he's not even here to, to uh, defend himself. <laughs> I know that's that. I mean, I love that, but at the same time, if he was here, I'd say the same, same stuff to him. Cause I, we have that kind of relationship, you know, you know, and, yeah. uh, He's a good guy. You're going to do Million Miler uh, at some point, right? Supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm he's he's not uh he's tentative for for next month, but uh I have to uh have to check back in with him to kind of lock it in. So he said to I'll put in uh, the good word just in case he's on the on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, he um he said uh he, he would he would uh or we would talk again after the holidays, which I guess is now. Um, yeah. Well, I, I so. honestly, I talked to him yesterday and he seemed really excited about it. Cause I told him I was, you know, coming on oh, cool. and I think you'll love this stuff. I'm not sure if you heard any of the songs, but you know, like that's, that's that guy. It's like, if he can't find an Avenue for those songs uh, with the play YTs, he'll, he'll make his side project. He's kind of like me scrappy that way, even though <laughs> he has success as a musician. Right. Yeah. It's, it's always cool to see, um, people who have, you know, garnered success with other things branch off and just kind of do 
whatever else they want to do. You know, if they want to be a drummer in a punk band in TLB, they'll do it. And then he goes off and obviously, uh, you know, million, uh, miler is, is something completely different, you know? Yep. So, yeah. and, and I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, you, you can find him outside of our shows with flyers. Literally. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. the guy who's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. And he's like out there. He's like, Hey, you got to check out my band. You got to come see TLB play, you know, and literally. He's still that guy. I love it. That's, that's awesome. That's really great. Really great to hear. Um, yeah. Thanks. So, I mean, any, uh, Gosh, we've we've uh, gone up and down about so many different things, which I, I know absolutely you're probably like, Darren, love. I got to go already. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, anything, anything else you, you want to touch on about, I mean, anything, TLB, the scissors, any of the other, you know, because like I, I briefly mentioned you, you're a tattoo artist as well, right? Yeah, well, more so um, I mean, drawing the tattoos. I haven't really, uh, like, I, I don't want to be responsible for putting the ink on the person, but I will draw not? tattoos. <laughs> well, I did. Caitlin, the person that uh, set this up for us, she uh, has one of my uh, my drawings tattooed on her. So, that's you know, awesome. talk to her first and make sure she's happy before <laughs> before I go around telling people I'm a tattoo artist. You know? I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a episode with Caitlin. She'll be the guest and it'll just be all about your tattoos. Yeah, you know, I guarantee that, that she you. would be a great tattoo. Uh, to, to uh, talk about that because she loves music, you know. I that's yeah. what I love is like you meet so many cool people through this. Oh sure, yeah, definitely. I I've met so many awesome people through this, and and um, we you know keep in contact, and it it's great. So, um, but yeah, like anything else you want to add about TLB or sure, anything? yeah. If you if you wouldn't mind, I'll just give a, like a little. Um, you know, TLB new record this year. Well, it was last year, I guess now that we're doing this in January, January (laughs) 5th, but yeah, last year we put out a new record that is awesome. It's a bunch of breakup songs about how we wish we were still with our girlfriend and it sucks. Uh, and it's the same as the first record, but both of those records are now on vinyl and you can get those at humanswerehere.com, which leads me to talk about briefly the record label that I do have with Tom and a few of our other friends that were really, it's in its infancy, but we have a couple other artists on there. Jessica Jarrell is one, uh, Fairview is another one, Million Miler, which you just talked about, just Tom's other side project, TLB, and Robot X is another one that we're working on a record with. So it's kind of dipping into putting out records that we really like and bands that we think are cool and growing that. And we had um, a nice year last year and it's it's a platform for us to be able to do our own music as well as help others out. So look out for humans. We're here. And if you are interested in anything that I do, I think we're going to be transferring the scissors record that I did in 2019 was the first humans were here record. And that'll be there. Um, I'm grateful for all the experiences I have. I'm grateful to still be talking about this stuff with you. So thanks for being interested in it. And um, I think what you do is great, man. And I'm sure a lot of people are um, reaping the rewards of being able to tell their story on your platform. So wow. we thank well, you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored for your kind words. So thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that, Darren. Yeah, it, it's been, it's been awesome talking with you and I hope we can do it again. And I feel like this is beginning redundant because I say this almost every episode now, but hopefully we can do this in person one day, you know? <laughs> I, I agree. And I know we will. So, I know we yeah. will. It, it's it's going to get there. And I think we're closer than ever. So, yeah, I think so too. I, I think uh, this year it has to be at least, you know, 10% better, you know, if not more than uh, I'll take 10%. Know. That's good was, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like it it has to at least be somewhat better, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and as long as it's as long as it's going in the right direction it's somewhat better than yeah, I'll I'll take that, you know. So For sure. For sure. Well, yeah, again, thanks for having me on and I look forward yeah. to the, the rest of the episodes and come checking out your back catalog. You've got a lot of great artists that uh, I'm sure I'm going to find the next favorite record in uh, one of the conversations. So. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got uh, I think that this episode is I'm not sure what number episode I'm making this yet, but uh, it's probably like 140, 141 uh, for this episode. So, yeah, wow. I'm sure there's at least one. So and and I look forward to uh, checking out the remainders podcast. That sounds pretty cool. So, yeah, thank you. Thank, and thanks yep. for letting me talk about it. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. I'm, <laughs> I'm here to support whatever it is that you're doing, man.
Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, let me know how else I can help with the support of getting this episode out. And I will be glad to do that. You know, uh, like I said, I'm not, uh, uh, the Kardashians, but I have a couple of (laughs) people that would be interested in it. So (laughs) I'll share away when it's ready. (laughs) If, if, uh, if, if you were a Kardashian, you'd have to be, uh, Carol you'd be or paying, something. You'd be paying me right now to be I'd, on this I would show. Be, probably. Right. I was going to say, I'd be paying you, right? My gosh. Right. Uh, or at our, least we would have to have some sort of product placement in here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this show is brought to you by Daryl's or Darren's uh, new line of of uh hair care products hair care products or something. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Darren. Well, uh, you have a great rest of the day, man. You too, boss. I appreciate right. it. And yep. uh, thanks again for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll talk to you Have soon. Have a good night, brother. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Bye. What a really nice guy, right? I had a lot of fun talking with you, Darren, and I hope you did too. And thank you uh, also to Caitlin for setting up this interview. You can find TLB's latest record, Blood and Sand, on all streaming platforms, and you can buy physical copies at humanswerehere.com and follow TLB on social media at TLB Kicks Ass. Because, well... They really do kick ass. (laughs) And please support today's sponsor, melodic punk band Hangtime. Their two EPs, Destroy and Invasion, are being pressed onto one vinyl LP, which you can pre-order now via Satan Records and Dental Records. You can go to dentalrecordscanada.bigcartel.com. If you're in the U.S., buy yours at say-10.com. And here's one of the songs you'll hear on the album called Too Many Days. Too many days, too many nights I wait to sleep alone. Too many days, I'm waiting for your come. I know you said you're leaving, but I couldn't think of it. Too many days, too many nights alone. I loved you in the daytime and I helped you through the night. You never gave up. Today's sponsor, Hangtime, with their song, Too Many Days. Make sure you follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Bandcamp at Hangtime Band to learn more. And if your band, business, or event would like to sponsor an episode of the podcast, go to poppunkpizzapod.com to find out all the details. I'm Jacques Lamore. That is it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. Thank you for being here today. It was a blast as always. Don't forget to catch up on previous episodes, buy merch, submit your band's music for consideration, sign up for our mailing list, and more 
at poppunkpizzapod.com. If you do buy merch, make sure you use that promo code poppunk for $2 off your order. You can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, and please leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you can. It really does go a long way. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Also, don't forget to leave me your voicemails as well, because on the next episode, I'm going to start playing them back on the podcast. So send those questions in, those comments, those concerns, those grievances, whatever the heck it is that you want to say to me and to all the listeners of Pop Punk and Pizza. The voicemail number is 312-529-0335. Again, our voicemail, 312-529-0335. I'd like to make that a weekly segment if we can. So I really look forward to hearing your voicemails. I'll talk to you on Tuesday, January 12th. Have a great weekend. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Slice of pizza.